This is Barb Lampson joining us. Good morning, Barb. It's raining, a little more moisture. That No complaints. No complaints, but it is cold and it is windy. It is. Yeah. So that made me <coughs> panic a little bit this morning as I was thinking, you know, it's been nice and warm, so I've been thinking, yeah, i got to get things done for fall, and now it's getting cold, and I think, man, i got to get things done for fall. Uh, you know, um, I was thinking, too, when last weekend it was so hot, oh, and yeah. I thought, I just can't work outside, and I can't do this mm-hmm. now. And then I thought of the alternative. Oh, I bet you any day now it's going <laughs> to get really, really cold. Yeah. So... I did very little. I was out in the morning, and on Sunday, I didn't go out at all. It was just almost too hot. (coughs) I did pull a bunch of my annuals. I had so many coleus, and, you know, the first frost, they're going to be frozen down to nothing. And I had probably maybe 40 of them or something. So I just plucked them off, threw them in the compost pile, and said goodbye. And it was a little sad. Right. Well, you know, um, that's really, it kind of... You, when they, things are looking so beautiful, it goes oh, so hard. contrary yeah. to what we believe in. You know, we want to keep things as long as possible. But <clears throat> if you can bite the bullet, you can pull out some of these annuals, work up that soil, and get it ready so that you can plant. your. If you're going to put in spring bulbs, or if you're going to be transplanting something, if you divide it and you're transplanting. And the reason I did it, Barb, was because, you know, those <coughs> those coleus that I had, those plants had gotten so big that they probably took up about, you know, 18, 24 inches around because sure. they got so... so I pull them all out, and now what I'm doing is I have uh, the Asiatic lilies. Mm-hmm. The bulbs have gotten so clumped that they're starting to pop through the top. You know, they have obviously they cut growing on top of each other. So I'm going to be digging up some of those and moving those around where the other stuff was. So then I'll have that um, around the garden. And then, yeah. That is such a good idea to do that, especially the lilies. I mean, um, they'll grow so much better. They'll bloom so much better. You get yeah. more buds, all of that. So um, <clears throat> it's it's one of those things that um, you just have to learn to do it and and do it at the appropriate time. It's hard. You, you know, it's so easy. When I go out, <clears throat> even to, I was doing this yesterday, I went out to continue planting uh, tulips and daffodils. And I saw some weeds and I sat down and started weeding and I thought, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. I can catch these weeds anytime, See, but I'm I like, got a plant. I'm like you, I get distracted by something else and then all of a sudden I'll say, oh, wait a minute, I didn't do the, finish this yet. It is easy to do in the garden. Exactly, and here's one of the things that I did this year. Um, very often, I have to tell you folks, I will put a tool down and forget where I put it. Oh my gosh, I do too. <clears throat> Especially my hoary hoary knife. Well, <clears throat> the last time I was digging, I knew I had a five-gallon bucket in the garden with me. I was putting weeds in there, and when I got all done, I put my gloves and my hoary hoary knife in there, and I set it up by the house, and somehow someone emptied that. Uh-oh. And... I think that's, and I haven't been able to find my hoary hoary knife since. Oh no! And <clears throat> so we uh, we have the pickup which has a cover on it, right? So we can just dump things in there, and when we get a load, we go to Third Avenue. And David went through the whole thing, couldn't find it. I have looked under every plant in the garden to see if I left it someplace. I don't see it. The only thing I can think of is somehow. 
maybe I set it up on something and it fell behind yes. something. I'm still hopeful I'm going to find it. You know, it's funny. After I work out in the yard, <clears throat> it's Jeff, unbeknownst to me, will go behind and walk around the yard and say, hey, did you know you forgot yeah. X, Y, and Z? And I'll go, oops. Yeah. And I was just out, when I was out the... Um, this past weekend, I lost one of my trowels, and I've done that before, and then it always turns out that I, I eventually, when I'm working again, I find it, but I wouldn't want to lose my hori hori knife. In fact, I keep saying I'm going to paint it a bright color. My sister painted her handle a really bright color because right. they blend in. They do. That is so true, especially with the soil. And if you've got mulch on, like leaves, mm. you know, like I do, um, it, it could be in there, too. David said he's going to put a at least a uh, uh, several feet long cord on mine. So <laughs> <that> I, <laughs> hey, so, I wonder. Now, I, I don't know what kind of metal they are, but I wonder, you know, you I've seen those big magnet things that they have that sure. sometimes they use on work sites to, like, suck up all the nails and things they've dropped. Maybe you could find somebody who could, uh, that maybe that would work. I don't know. Yeah, or somebody who's got a... Um, what is it when you go with the finder and you go? Oh, um, metal detector. We've got metal. one of those. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring it over. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's, you know, I would probably find all kinds of things and it wouldn't be that. But so that just slowed me up a little bit. We had a second one that we just used for up at Good Council. And we have we have a separate kit that we take up there and we work with. Okay. And uh, so I was able to use that. But when you get used to using... You have a favorite tool. Yes. That's, you know, you don't fool around with anything Your else. favorite gloves, your favorite tool. Yep. It, it yep. is so true, Barb. The spade, all of those things. Well, here's one of the things that I discovered. When you're in a confined space and there's no way of going out and enlarging anymore, you always have to deal with what you've got right there. Yep. So you got to make some of those decisions. Um, where am I going to plant things? And with tulips, daffodils, uh, all the spring bulbs, if you just do a sparse little thing and you have like a display garden, it kind of gets lost. You know, if you want to incorporate smaller amounts of something in a bigger garden where you can repeat it, then by repeating that in smaller amounts, it does the same thing. It carries your eye down. Right. But so <clears throat> anyway, I thought, okay, so now I'm going to start out with the daffodils. And I think because I only have a limited number of these, I want it all in one spot. So I dug up the spot, and the soil was dry, incredibly now, dry. when was this you were talking? This is last week. Oh, well, not, not, you're not planting... Oh, for the daffodils. I got it. Yeah. 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 Still dry after all that rain we've yeah, had. Yeah. It's it's wet on the top, but yep. you just go down an inch or two, and it's, it is it is dry. So what did you do? So, so I dug it up. I improved the soil, and then I thought... Well, now, you know, this is enclosed by, uh, there's chrysanthemums on one side, and there's um, the New England aster on the other side. How am I going to remember? Well, I remember exactly that this is the plan, because all this, you know, you're always making, you're seeing this, the artistic side of you comes through, yeah. and you think, now it's going to do this and this. I'm going to see this color here. My eye is going to be carried down here. And then... Once you back up, and a week later, you can't remember what the plan was. Exactly. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, in the previous years, David has helped me out by uh, making wonderful little um, wooden stakes. 
and and painting them different colors to match things. Oh, so, how clever. Yeah, yeah, so I had like um, blue was for all the mixed uh, tulips, okay. and uh, yellow was for the daffodils and things like that. But here's what happens. Even though you pound those in with the uh, frost, you have this heaving going on, they will tip over. Then the squirrels will run in there, and they'll mix them up, and then you don't know what you've got again. So here's what I did. I had, we have so many squirrels this year, which I think this maybe means that we're going to have a harder winter because they're bearing so many things in this border that I'm working in. And uh, so I thought, okay, I found some nuts in there. The squirrels are getting in there. I had put down a wire. I'd put down these wooden stakes. Now I'm going to take a big rock, and I'm going to set a rock on there. And I'm using masking tape, and I'm making so now tulips, no, daffodils are red. And I wrote in my book what color the coating is. You mean you're putting the tape on? On the rock. On the rock, okay. Because the rock won't be heaved up the way way the stakes were. Got it. And so I have that. And then I also put on one of the stakes, I I put tape around that, just at the very top so I could see it and visualize where these things are at. So every year I'm trying to do better and work smarter. And uh, hopefully uh, this will work out for me. But anyway, I got uh, all of the tulips planted. How many did you plant? Oh, more than I had planned on. A hundred? No. Well, because I had to divide that up between um, the other thing, other bulbs that I put in. So sure. I have more than a hundred, but they're it's not. It's going to be beautiful, Barb, and so we're all going to want to see it next spring. Yeah, they're not all tulips, so we'll see, and we'll see if uh, if the squirrels stayed out uh, with all my wire and my stone and everything. If that worked, and if I, you know, I think that masking tape is really good. I mean, that sticks through rain and now smoke. masking tape. Are you sure? Because I, I always think duct tape. I would. I oh, use, that's what it is. Okay, duct- yeah, because masking tape always falls <coughs> off for me. I was yeah, just saying, I use the duct wide tape. stuff. Oh yeah, you, you can, can hardly get, get it off the roll. Oh, I know, and you could get it different colors and yeah, yeah that's, right. Yes. So each each one of these beds then has got uh, if if you have a daffodil and it's planted in the north bed, it's 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 yellow, and if south bed, it's yellow. Wherever it is, if you see the yellow, you know you got daffodils. Well, you know, I've turned to more daffodils than tulips now because the squirrels and other things yeah. love to eat those bulbs or chew them <clears> up <throat> and stuff, so I'm just settled that, well, I'm just going to have more yellow in the spring. And, and you know what? Okay, so um, uh, the King Alfreds are my favorite. King Alfred. Oh, the, the variety of daffodils. Yeah, and, and they have the longer trump on them, and they look very different, and they're a little taller too. And then there are the ones that um, the um, there'll be yellow and white, mm-hmm. or yellow and orange, or even pinkish colors or, now. Yeah, pinkish. They start out one color, and then they f- they fade. Sure. So you lose that color. But you can do a lot with daffodils, and honestly, um, the rabbits don't eat them. Uh, the squirrels don't the eat them. The deer don't the, seem to like them either, I don't think. No, no. Yeah. It, the 
The only thing is that the squirrels will dig them out. Well, the bulbs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just because that's what they like to do. (laughs) They like to dig. But you have to throw them back in again, and you're all set. And they're a lot bigger usually, too. So Yeah, yeah. When you look at the size of them, they're always, you know, like uh, tulips, 11 or 12 centimeters that's about what standard size is, right. and it's much, much bigger for, for the daffodils. And consequently, uh, they bloom and they start multiplying, and you get more. And I had one question this week about uh, tulips, and this lady said, um, I'm a newbie, and I told her about improving the soil, which she knew, and using some bone meal, which she knew. But she said, I don't know how to deep to, to plant those tulips. So basically, for any tulip, it's six inches deep that you would plant it, but you would dig your hole eight inches deep right. and be sure and improve those two inches that are underneath the bulb so that the bulb's roots can, root, can reach down in there. But don't set bulbs on top of like bone meal or any kind of fertilizer. That's, That's what I was going to ask you. How do you do the bone meal? Usually I, I put it in and mix it with the soil in the bottom. Yeah, in the bottom two inches mm-hmm. and then put your bulbs on there. And then um, I should say before you even set the bulbs down, water that, those two inches that, that your hole. Put some water in there right away and then set them into that. That drains right off. But the soil is nice and wet. I just planted some fritillaria. And um, those, I I never planted this particular variety, but it's one that gets a big head of flowers on it. Bright orange and they've got bright yellow ones. And I did it for the first time last year not knowing what to expect. And that thing came up very early and bloomed very early. It was, was beautiful. So I planted a couple more. And what I did is I, like I said, you said the the soil was dry when I dug down. I dumped a bunch of water in and just let it soak down. And it took a while to soak in because it's still, it's kind of hard packed. That's a good way to do it, Karen. And then after I, then I put the bulb in and then I... Water again. again. Yep. 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 That's that's the that's the way to do it. Make sure it gets a good start. And I noticed that the first daffodils that I planted and that the squirrel had thrown out, they already had root hairs on them. Oh wow. They were already starting. I mean it was we had that incredibly warm weather yep. and this they're sitting in this nice moist bed. They're they're growing. They're well, I got some um, ewes, some of those Japanese ewes that I was going to plant on the hillside, but I never did get to it. I got it too early this spring, and it was so frozen, and then it got so dry. So they've been in these little pots all summer long, and they've just been, they haven't, they, they look fine. They still look good, but they hadn't grown at all. So I finally got three of them in the hillside, and within a week, they were sprouting new. Isn't that, that's yeah. so rewarding. I thought, whoa, you know, yeah. if, if you would have been here since spring, you, yeah. you would have been, who knows how big. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And every once in a while in my garden, um, when I'm uh, weeding and, and and digging around, I find that I've got something that I didn't know I had. And these little uh, muscari, the grape hyacinth, I will find them growing underneath like um, a bigger plant, a bigger perennial plant. And the plant has just grown over them. For example, the uh, peonies. My peony bushes get really big, and and uh, there was, they, they were companions before, but now this big old peony is just taking over and covering them up. But the but they're growing. They still up. come through. Yeah. yeah. So dug those and moved them. Oh, you did dig them up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and you know those bulbs, they are a solid clump 
I oh, don't. You know, I, I haven't dug mine yet, so I should <coughs> probably do that because they've been there several years. Yeah, they'll be a solid clump. Just spread them out. And the first ones that I did that with, and I put them up in the front bed, they already have taken hold, and they're up above. Oh, my god! A couple inches tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, so do you, when you do that, how deep do you put those in, the little grape uh, know, Because they're small. They're very small, about two inches. That's, that's, that's as much as set the bulb into two and inches. And you didn't find the squirrels bothered those really either? I didn't what? The squirrels didn't bother those? No, they don't. They must not like those either. It's, it's surprising that uh, maybe they like to be in these bigger beds because the muscari I plant in smaller areas. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, um, I have them in with, with some of the taller sure. um, uh, plants so for the color. So they look, they look bigger, hyacinth, you know. They, are, they always, in my garden, they grow well, but they topple over. They, the muscaries? Uh, no, the tall hyacinth that's oh, in the, the same oh, family. Gotcha. So they have the flowers going all the way up the stem, and, um, or I should say the trunk. And then they, they do well, and then they, with the, they top over. So I'm mixing them okay. with these muscari and see if it helps anchor them in place. We'll see. Yeah, it's always exciting to, to <clears throat> in the fall is the great time because it's then the great surprise in the spring, and that's what's always yeah. fun. Yes. So it sounds like you're going to have a beautiful garden in the spring. Well, I, you know, I hope so. And uh, it's just uh, uh, this planning is so much fun. And then you plant and and you dream and and it, I mean you just get so much good out of just doing that part of it, and then in the spring when everything is, you know, just coming to life and you see this happening, it's um, great. Our friend Micah has a question for us. Uh, right. Sent me a picture of some native Midwest wildflower seed mix, and the question is, I was thinking of ordering some of these and was wondering if it should be planted in a fall or a spring sow. Um, it's it's native uh, wildflower mix. I think you could do either. Really, you could do a. It would be what I would call the dormant seeding, right? Which you would put out after or um, later in the season, before, right? So they don't have a chance to germinate because if they germinate and then freeze, then they'll probably die. Right, right, right. That's true. And um, or would you recommend waiting till spring? No, some of the you know. Um, a lot of times you get information on your packet, but apparently you didn't. A well, lot this of, is, I think you order um, like from a, a catalog on site. It's like, I think this one's High Country Gardens where they have, um, I'll show you a picture of the, see that, just a nice mix of seeds. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, some of these things really need um, that winter to be in the ground. To be cold. But yeah, they, they, they need that. So, um if if you wait, I mean, and they can be in the ground and they're dormant, and you prepared the seed uh, bed, you know, well, I would say, you know, that would be fine. Well, I have collected <coughs> a lot of native plant seeds from my my flowers, and my mm -hmm. niece has an acreage in the country, and. Uh, what I'm going to do is bring those bags of all those seeds because there's a lot of them, and I'm going to sprinkle. We're going to sprinkle them around this fall. And so that way sure. we'll see what comes up in the spring. It's sort of yeah, a yeah. hit and miss. You know, we've we've done that with our um, some of the areas of the grass uh, in our yard where we you always get these spots that I don't know what causes them um, that the grass doesn't grow really well there, 
and and so you don't want to be watering into the fall so you just go ahead and and uh, like now the end of October get the seeds in the ground and then next year they'll come up hopefully and I have been very very lucky with that idea of that dormant seeding of grass. Well, I was still planning <coughs> to dormant seed grass and clover in the, the lake house lawn. And I was thinking of having it aerated first and then sprinkling the, yeah, good the mixed seed on top. And then hopefully then in the spring that it'll sprout. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it too late? It's, it's not too late. It's, no, no, no. I mean, this is the first of October. Well, I had so. a friend who said that, that uh, he's in the Twin Cities and he said there was, he talked to three different companies who says they aren't going to be doing any more aerating this fall. And I thought, well, that's odd. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, yeah, right. Maybe they have so many other things to do. That could be. You know, um, you know, one of the things I've noticed that's different with climate change is, um, the wind oh. and how strong the wind is. Yes. And I would just want to caution people. I think it was uh, Wednesday night, the wind blew so hard. And I saw branches and tree limbs that people were cleaning yeah, up. Yeah, right, right. And um, we have across the back of our yard, doesn't belong to us, but it belongs to the neighbors. They have silver maples. And sometimes the branches will snap and come down. But other times they'll snap off and they'll hang. Yes. And then That's I have to be really dangerous. careful that I'm not out there because then in a few days you'll see them. They've some more have fallen off. Yep. And if I was gardening there, I think, well, that could be a terrible accident. So be responsible. Uh, if you have something like silver maples or something, you know that it's going to snap in the wind. Uh, get up there and examine it and and get rid of those loose branches. Oh, for sure. And, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes you say, oh, this big tree. We had a, a big one. And you get a quote to how much is it going to cost? $3,000. Well, is it worth your life? Is it worth your house? You know, you got to weigh the, the... Yeah, what does it cost if you get sued? Yeah, or killed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. That, no, it is. It is the, the thing to do. Uh, another thing I noticed with some of the plants, like canna, you know, the canna stand up five feet tall easily. And, right. And, and, you know, with the wind, I was watching them. And they they move with the wind, and their trunk is quite different. It's I mean it's not woody, so it's 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 flexes it, flexing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just and you don't have to stake those, but now the uh, the Mexican petunia, which is a plant that I grow in Georgia and I grow here now, that's it's not hardy for here. It's oh, not okay. it's not a zone four, so it only. Um, it's just an annual here, but they grow really well. And if I stake them, and they will snap off in the wind, because the um, the trunk of the plant is uh, it's just more woody, and it just snaps and it breaks. So if you sometimes if you have a plant or at least know your plants, uh, and just let them flex it so much better. You know, another one that will flex in the wind are the hollyhocks. Right. Man, they just flex black and forth. They're ones just... that don't flex very well are the dahlias, and I tell you oh, what, yes. but they also crack when they're, they're, they're hard. They're, those big ones, I'm going to have to find a better method to, to support them because I've the ones that 
that I grew, some of them broke off and that I had staked. And, right, and right. And so, again, they have that green, their trunk is green and it just... And it's hollow inside. Yeah, right. It, they break off. So yeah, know, know what you got there. I uh, got a question from a text here. Hi, gardeners. My garlic is popping up. So after the soybeans were picked around my place, I got all the mulch I needed from the ground up soy plants. Oh, great. How lucky you are. I never would would have thought of that. Ground up soy plants. I suppose that would be, as long oh. as they weren't diseased or anything. No, right, right. That would be, I mean, all that nitrogen you'd get. That'd be great. Now, when you're garlic, is it supposed to pop up, be popping up yet? Because I just planted mine not very long yeah, ago. Yeah, well, it, you know, if you got it in in time, sure, sure. And then it just, it just dies back down again. And it comes back? It, and it comes back. It just gets a good start. Yeah. You know, I was just, uh, I made a recipe that required garlic. And the, when you grow your own garlic, and you take it from your garden, you dry it, or you just bring it directly in, oh my goodness, when you go and peel it, it's moist, and it's lovely, and it has such um, fragrance. It's just, it's really, really excellent. It's such an easy thing to grow, and uh, you'll really be rewarded by uh, growing garlic, your own garlic. Well, I didn't so far, I haven't had very good luck with garlic because I think I planted it <clears throat> in some really hard-packed stuff, so it never really came up in the spring. Oh, sure. And so I, I got one little bulb that grew, and it was not much bigger than when I planted it. <laughs> I think they, you know, uh, we, it, up at Good Council, uh, we've always had a bed up there, and we've moved plants around from place to place. It's done well all over. But they, I, they do need, in the spring, you should get them watered. You know, okay, and then uh, when the, when they get the scape on, cut that off. Now some people like the scapes. Eat them. Yeah, they eat them. Yeah, I yeah. never have, but I've heard some people uh, say they're yeah, good. Yeah, I haven't either. And here's the good news for those of us who are gardening up at Good Council. Yes, we just found out that the owner said we can stay up there for at least another two years. Oh wow! And then they will assess how well that's doing. And I hope that all the people that are, you know, uh, renting our low plots up there, I hope they'll take good care of them and, and we'll be able to continue because it's such great soil. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it was sort of up in the air and you were like, right. what do I do? Yeah, that's that's where we've been. So we've got two more years now. And when we talk about garlic, I had thought, boy, I'm going to have to move all this garlic out of here. But you don't. No, no. This will be great. And I don't have to move the rhubarb or, you know, it's, it's, it's a... One less thing for the gardener to do now. What are you doing this weekend for gardening? <clears throat> well, if it's nice, I'm planting some more. I'm just bulbs. Gonna, yeah, more bulbs. I'm I'm going to stay with that. And is it still late? I I got some things on sale, like with plants, uh, some coral bells. It's a still okay to plant those, correct? <clears throat> yeah, I, it, yeah. Work up your soil really well and, and just mulch. Do the same thing when you do your tulips. You know, water and then put the plant in the hole and then water it again. And uh, and watch it. I think I picked the last tomato. You think? <laughs> I, I, um, it was. It's a celebrity, and it's beautiful, and it's orange. <clears throat> and there are a few that are green in there yet, but I don't think we'll get enough heat to that, keep them going. No, I don't right. think so. Well, Barb, it's always great to have you on. We will uh, talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, Karen. And, right. and don't work too hard this weekend. Okay, bye bye.